0: What do you dread most? I personally worry about many things and when I do get in that zone, I know that I just need to find that peace. Because when we allow the Spirit of God to operate in our lives, it's like we're putting a cast on an arm or a leg that doesn't need it. We're allowing it to immobilize us and hinder us from effectively living in the center of the peace that God has offered us. We're not alone, and I need you to understand that you're not alone in your struggle. There's so many examples in the Bible of biblical greats who also struggled with fear. Look at Job. Job was so devoted to God and hated evil. Through Satan's doing. All of Job's livestock and shepherds were killed. His children were killed when a great wind leveled his son's house and Job was struck with painful sores all over his entire body. In the Bible, if you open it to the book of Job, chapter 3, verse 25 through 26, NIV, it says there, What I feared has come upon me, what I dreaded has happened to me. I have no peace, no quietness, I have no rest, but only turmoil. See, the personal picture of disaster that Job had held in his heart, it made it easy for him to paint himself into the picture frame when that sequence of events came to pass. book of Ephesians 6.12 it reminds us there that our real struggle takes place in the spiritual realm. What does it state? It states repeatedly it states do not be afraid do not fear do not worry and be anxious for nothing. And according to Timothy book 2 of Timothy 1.7 It says we must guard against the spirit of fear. Job's devastating situation underscores a crucial truth. Our thoughts have power. The enemy ushers havoc and trials into our lives when we agree with the spirit of fear instead of with the spirit of God and God's truth. You see, God doesn't promise that we won't experience difficult circumstances. Yet when we fear or worry about something, we are more likely to look for evidence to conform we have reason to fear. God understands our humanness. He's looking for an attitude of humility a willingness to trust Him despite of how difficult our circumstances appear, and a faith that says, You are God and I am not, so I trust in you. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? I trust and believe in God. I encourage you to. Have you ever felt like your thoughts are tumbling around in your head like balls in a pinball machine? Like so many questions you're asking in your head. What am I gonna cook today? What will I wear today? What's the weather tomorrow? Will I need boots? Will I need snow gear? Is it gonna be hot? A lot of questions. We forget sometimes that all those everyday worries they add up to an uncomfortable way of living void of the peace god promises in the book of john eight forty-four, it says that worry stems from believing the father of lies the accuser of brethren you see i've taken this bait so many times i have have you You see, the enemy always wins when he convinces us to divert our attention from God to the details of our today's to-do list or overcrowded schedules, uh, praiseworthy holiday costumes, how to set your dinner dinner table, or what to prepare for dinner, for lunch, what to eat for breakfast. We so focus on the impression management with styled social media photos and status, just to engender likes, comments, and shares as if they mean anything about our value or worth. About five years ago, I was there. I was one of those people. I was with the wrong group, the wrong group who always needed validation from another human being and then I found God and then I left that group and I'm okay. See we might even say yes to commitments when we'd rather not just because we desire acceptance and affirmation. We work ourselves into a frenzy with insufficient rest because we don't trust next month's paycheck or perhaps because we've fallen victim to the lie that our worth is equal to our busyness or our possessions. When we allow ourselves to become swallowed up in the urgency of the moment, the minute, the second, or the day, we trade our peace for a counterfeit that never satisfies. When we aren't intentional with our thoughts and actions, our habitual way of responding to life with worry sets the stage for unrest and discontentment. I've never seen Jesus worried in the Bible, in a movie. I've never seen him worried or hurried. He had enough mystery needs to meet to last multiple lifetimes, yet he had only three years to complete the work the Father sent him to do. He wasn't ruled by to-do list or public perception. Never once did he rush to get more done. We never read of him running to his next divine appointment. Rather, Jesus just walked at a pace that was sustainable. He simply did the next thing his father told him to do, and that was enough. If Jesus did just that, Why can't we just trust, trust, believe in the Father?